you know, this was always a goal of mine for two to three years. Like, let's do these NFTs. We'll try to get build the community up and like maybe go talk to the TV and film people. Right. We did that so quickly now, which is really cool is because now we can build like, as together, like build Aku up and then a movie comes out. Like it never really happened. So it's not like in Toy Story, like Buzz Lightyear was this thing before. Right. Yeah. Like he became a thing after like Toy Story was the movie was already out. Like think about how cool it is when the community can like watch this thing grow and then boom. It's on the big screen. Like, it's like you feel like almost like a sense of like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know how many times this happened where you can like have a community like building a movie. Movie, movie. The boys got PhDs when it comes to talking about NFTs and that's Nifty. That's Nifty. They come to this place to talk about the crypto space And that's nifty, that's nifty, that's nifty Your hosts for tonight's podcast are Tyler, Larry, and Slime Sunday Damn, that's nifty Welcome to That's Nifty. Uh, we were told recently we don't introduce ourselves at all. My name is Tyler. You can find me on Twitter as Crypto Kitsch. Co-host Larry, that's the other voice that you'll hear on here. You can find him on Twitter at TNoble33. And then our, our main co-host, Slime Sunday. You might hear Mike, you might hear Piz. This first interview we have for you is with Micah Johnson, baseball player turned artist turned visionary at this point. His project that's coming out with Aku's journey is mind-blowing. The ideas he has for the future of NFTs and their utility in the mainstream is amazing. So give him a listen right now. Hey, Mike, how's it going? What's cracking? Not much, man. Just chilling on a Friday. Shit. Thanks for uh, taking some time. And so quick too. Hell yeah! I tell you, I, disclaimer: I got my, I got Green Day next door, like playing, like practicing. I got a studio next door, so if they start hearing some things, man, that's. Hey, don't worry, man. I got two dogs upstairs running around like crazy right now. So. Okay. Cool. Cool. So. This, this is a laid back podcast. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, um, Marathon Mamba reached out. We got connected through Sergito and uh, told us we should definitely be talking to you, and I agree. Great dudes. Um, really helpful in kind of like running the discord and all that. And like being trying to stay crypto native, it's really important to me that like we engage with the crypto community throughout. And I obviously I can't really don't have like, can't be in there all the time. So like having those guys is crucial. That's awesome. I didn't, I wasn't aware that Sergito and uh, Marathon Mamba were uh, your mods in your discord. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. And like got some other, like, you know, people that do like this, like UX researching and stuff, like anthropology majors, just like, like, I think we're doing something really cool. So like, I want to be able to like have the community a part of it as much as possible. This is a community I've never seen before, actually, that rallied around like one thing. Like it made me join Twitter. I've never had a Twitter before in my life. Really? Yeah. You don't do crypto at all? Well, I do now. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Twitter. Actually, NFTs got me into crypto. Actually, I, it was backwards for me. I got into NFTs first. Really? Yeah. I think I was the same too, honestly. Like, like I like started getting down like coins, and then I started realizing like there was this thing out here that like people were making money like off of art, like on digital art. So I started getting the iPad out. You were doing mainly physical stuff before, right? Yeah. 
was there like a, I guess, what was that moment then where you're like, oh shit, I gotta, this makes too much sense. I gotta do it. Well, at that time I wasn't making any money off my physical art. <laughs> That's <laughs> a motivator. Yeah. Fuck, true. yeah. <laughs> I was in the garage, like carrying paintings, like in the rain to bars. And I was like, and then I came on that and I was like, you know what? Like this might be like the new thing. And like, I'll be damned if I'm not at the, like at the beginning of this, you know? Real. And um, you were, I mean, we saw we were, you were the first five drops on nifty gateway, right? Yeah. Something like that. Um, and so I just saw the potential in it, man. I just saw like, yo, like this is actually a thing. Like I understood it pretty much right away. Like why these, like, why I could sell digital art. And I was like, you know, like this is not, this is not before long. It's going to catch on. So I was just trying to hustle, man. Yeah. That's, that's the bottom line. I mean, any artist, right? Like w- when something feels like it makes sense, you know, like you got to take the risk and you got nothing to lose. The risk is like not taking the risk to do it. Exactly. Uh, exactly so where were you because i i was curious about like your um like your new hampshire spots where, where north shore northeast guys we're in the boston oh area. really yeah yeah i was um curious kind of what got you up this way and kind of some backstory to that maybe yeah well at that time when i when i talk about the crypto stuff i was in raleigh and then when covid hit and um you like i just like let's like you know my fiance is from maine so we're like you know Let's go up to Maine. Like, I didn't, I wasn't like making art. I mean, I was making art, but I wasn't like really selling art at that level. So I was like, man, like they got a studio up there in New Hampshire, like in the woods. And I was like, okay, let's just go up there and I can, I can just go in there and work, you know? And best decision I've ever made in my life. <laughs> very few of them, but like that was number one because, and I was very hesitant at first because like, Maine, like, well, there's not any black people up there. Like, yo, know, like, but then, I mean, True, there really wasn't, but what I ended up doing was just working and working and working. And every day I go in there at like 6 a.m. And sometimes I would stay all night. I went, I remember like I had like a couple nights where it was two days straight just work. And I could see myself getting better and better. And I was just in there by myself. Didn't know anybody up in May. And I was just thinking all the time. So like I'm a hundred percent a type of person that works really well with nobody around. Like in the shadows like i don't need to be out in the la scene or in the pot or like um clubhouse rooms all the time right like i like being in the dark because then i just like watching and learning and um thinking like i, I like know. that yeah clubhouse isn't really the place to be <laughs> yeah it's just i just i'm confident in my knowledge and if i don't know something i go ask people like directly and like have conversations. Like I take meetings like all the time. I'm always on the phone because I'm always trying to learn from people. And that's what's really dope about Twitter. I mean, crypto and Twitter obviously is like, you have the smartest people in the world and in crypto, right? That like are super accessible. Like, I don't know how to get a hold of like, you know, anybody high up at Amazon or Apple or Disney, right? But I can get a hold of people that are doing incredibly like powerful people and have a conversation and like, yo, like, what do you think about this? Right. Like real with no pushback. Like, like they're open to speak about it. Yeah. Like that's how Roger had, I think he had Gary V on like on origin stories and he was just, but I think he got recommended to him. He goes, give me an NFT podcast. All right. Schedule a time, but that's how easy it is. And it's just, you know, new age networking. It's kind of networking. It's not really networking. It's just like asking questions and like, asking looking, questions. For right, yeah. looking for the right person that, to give you a, like, you know, make a read on your answer. 
there's a million probably conversations I've had where it led to nothing, but it helped <laughs> my, my, my brain like process it, right? Like, okay, okay. And I like creating like, like a checklist in my brain, like, okay, like that was a great conversation, but like, I, I still don't understand it, right? I still like, I'm not on their level yet. So I keep on like asking questions. And I mean, part of me too is like, with what I'm doing now, like it, ignorance is like my secret weapon at this point. Like, I'm, I don't know anything about this, a lot of things I'm navigating in, but like asking the questions, put like, just to get enough baseline. Okay, that's interesting. Why does it do that? But it should do this, right? Like, I think this, this would be easier. Like, let's do this. And I think like, I'm, I'm super crypto native in that, but just because of the community, like plain and simple that can be built within it. That's like the basis of this podcast as well, where it's just like, we are completely don't know what's going on half the time, but love learning about it and broadening our scope of what we understand in this like fast moving industry. Super fast moving. Um, like, like doing things like now, like with like TV and film in that world, which is like, you know, historically like very slow and working i'm telling them like we got this like crypto's moving fast man like yeah. we got to stay in constant contact because like it moves super fast and it's, it's interesting because they're like everybody's adapting to the, the pace that crypto moves so like you know it's, it's interesting so i i read somewhere that aku is looking at being in some kind of television or movie right the character that you yeah. created yeah, so we we um, we're working with anonymous content right now and uh, permanent content. Uh, they have a, a joint uh, venture um, to bring Aku like a feature film, and then they also have what comes to that is like you know a TV series and things like that. Um, so that's what a lot of my time is spent on right now is you know building that world, like building Aku world. That's <laughs> awesome, man. Yo, know, wild. Like, honestly, like, I sometimes I sit back and I'm like, like, two months ago, we launched Aku. Like, like, in February 21st was the first time we put Aku into the world, right? And on April 18th, there was a headline in the Wall Street Journal, like, Micah Johnson has a TV and film. And I was like, like, this is kind of wild. Like, I didn't even know a name of a production studio. Before. I didn't know anything about it before <laughs> February 21st, right? Like, not a thing. I thought Disney made movies and Universal, you know what I mean? Right. And so to have that happen because of like the crypto community, like got like hype on Aku and like just said, this is dope. That's, that's it. Right. And it's yeah. super, super dope, man. Like this is the yeah. first NFT created character to have his own film yeah. ever. Yeah. But even like the physical, like I, I'm curious to what behind like that. And even the, like the thought process to like, all right, yeah, I, I want something physical to go with this because it was mm. it was with the auction piece, right? Yeah, it's locked in a vault to this day. Yeah, yeah, I thought I had an extra one around here. Uh, might be in the back, but yeah. So we did ten of those. Yeah, it's like sixteen inches. It's pretty dope. Um, I did that honestly. I'm really glad I did that. I didn't. I just did that because I was like, you know, like I don't think people understand what NFTs are, right? So I want to have like some kind of physical component to it. And it turned out like, oh my god, incredible! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel like that's like a like a one barrier to jump over for people to like conceptualize what it is because it's like some people they'll get it right away. Some people uh, there's there's an education kind of process behind it, and you got to do it subtly. And uh, physicals are a great way to do it. And yeah, yeah. And and what that allowed me to really see 
was the the potential in tying everything physical to NFTs, like using NFTs as like the backing of everything we do, right? Like, if, okay, we can back physical sculptures, but like, what if like I airdropped you a ten dollar NFT that you could have access to a an Aku Jordan sneaker or something, right? Like, yeah, for real. And it's That's like. It's super easy to it's super easy like to airdrop NFTs and, and move them around and to be able to tie that in is like especially with Aku being so like you know being crypto native but also being like now TV and film like which is very mainstream right like it's yep to be able to tie those in and back that with NFTs is like that'll be the blueprint talk about big boys too fats. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow it's like what sixty days turn around let's go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we won't be seeing the movie for a while, though, right? They're not moving that fast. No, we no. So, moving fast, I will say yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. But you know, you go through the process of attaching yourself with like the the right creatives and directors and stuff like that. But then you have the whole making of the film. You know, the animation is you know all that um, takes it takes time. It takes time. But which is it's really crazy because. You know, this was always a goal of mine for two to three years. Like, let's do these NFTs. We'll try to get build the community up and like maybe go talk to the TV and film people, right? And we did that so quickly. Now, which is really cool is because now we can build like as together, like build Aku up and then a movie comes out. Like, it never really happens. So it's not like in Toy Story, like Buzz Lightyear was this thing before. Right. Yeah, like he became a thing after like Toy Story, but the movie was already out. Like, think about how cool it is when the community can, like, watch this thing grow and then, boom, like, it's on the big screen. Like, it's like you feel like almost like a sense of, like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know how many times it's happened where you can, like, have a community, like, building a movie. It's very true. Yeah. that's It's crazy, the the opportunities and, and the different directions people take with this NFT world. Like, we've talked to a lot of different people on here, and they're all innovative in their own way. And I haven't, I haven't heard anything like this. And this is on another level. I mean, I feel like there's, we just keep on peeling back the onion. Yeah. I mean, so, so I'll tell you, like, I'll kind of walk you through kind of how I'm thinking of it and like kind of how I'm building it is with, by releasing Aku like this and, you know, getting that TV and film deal done in that manner, in that timely manner, what that means is like, okay, with these NFT chapters that we do, right. Those people are like, almost like, the builders of the story. So we want to like incentivize them. The more chapters you own, the more perks you get, right? Eventually, like it's legitimately like you they could have movie credits, you know. Eventually they could say, like, I can say, like, hey, what character what should we name this character? Right? Or what do you think about this angle? Right. So like we can just we're just building the story. And what's really powerful about that is like you mitigate risk on when the movie comes out because you have a collective of very diverse people collecting Akus all communicating about Aku and the storyline. So like, you're not just guessing like, Oh, like I, they might like this movie. It's like, no, I mean, like we, we they built it. We built it like a community, <laughs> built it, you know, and as we do more things and more accessible NFTs and different kind of collaborations and, and partnerships, what we can do with those NFTs and we can see who owns what we can airdrop in the future. Like what if it's like Aku has a theme park, ride And it's like, if you own chapter one through 10, all you got to do is you show your NFT, your, your wallet to the people, right? And uh, at the, at the ride. And it's like, Whoop, right at the front. 
right to the front. Like yeah. no, no waiting in line, nothing. Like there's so much potential you can do. You can how you can use how we can use NFTs from a, like a media company standpoint. Yeah, and that's like it's, I haven't thought of it like that for entertainment, movies, and stuff. I've thought of it the music way, like with with like what Blau's done. Yeah. Um, but dude, that's just so seamless and that's just gonna it totally makes sense the engagements there the community's there and uh everyone feeling like they have a piece of it is um you know the ownership that you can actually track and and, and actually consider tangible now it's right it's fucking crazy it's like it's like what nfts really allow like we're building out the infrastructure now where it makes like nft like like we're building it out where you'll, we'll be able to exactly know where, you know where the NFTs are, who owns what, right? And directly connect to our community. It's almost like a, a CRM for a media company before the media like, company ever releases anything in the world, which means along the way in the future, 30 years from now, theoretically, the, the early adopters of Aku can continue to benefit, you know, Yep. Here's another NFT. Here's another thing that gives you access to this, right? Like NFTs, in theory, you can reward people in perpetuity. That's so true. Pretty wild. Yeah. Mind blown right now. <laughs> Did you have this process, like, like this idea at all, like back in what was it, like November, the async drop? Like, has this just been kind of like a, a, a like a snowball effect, or? Where was that seed, I guess, from that even like that? Async, async was another thing that like took time, but it's just the evolution of me observing like what's going on and asking the right questions, understanding what I can actually do with the tech. So then you do async, right? Which to, in my opinion is one of the most like well conceptualized and executed works. No that one's was, doing that, it like that. Yeah, man, that, was, like, cool. that was that's that was very, very from top to bottom, like conceptualization and execution um, was A1. And so like, that was like, I understood the tech, you know, I understood what we could do. And then it was like, okay, let's do Aku. Cause like, I didn't do anything. It was like async, build Aku, Aku, you know? So I was just sitting there thinking this whole time, like, man, I want to get this character out there. I want to get this message out there. Obviously I want to do it digitally and animated because then I can get it out there further. I'm already doing astronaut paintings. I think this could work if I release it as an NFT a lot better than it could work if I take it straight to like a studio, like a cold call email to a studio. Like, because I think that, you know, if all else fails, it's a cool, like at that time, like if all else fails, they have a physical statue that's really dope. You have an NFT that's really dope. Um, and if it doesn't get great, like have the groundswell that it did, like you can't anticipate that, but. Record along, breaking at the time. Yeah, the you most open editions ever sold. You don't anticipate that. You you but all along I I believed in the vision of how crypto how powerful crypto was. Like there hasn't been an instance when mainstream has like altered the way crypto operates. It's always the opposite. So are you guys looking into adopting like a different chain in the future? Um, you know, to increase the transaction speed and like you were talking about more affordable NFTs. I'm thinking long-term, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, the tech is going to get there from that perspective. I'm, I'm more interested in two things. One is the connectivity of these non-custodial and custodial crypto wallets to mainstream applications. Like, 
AMC movie theaters or Disney Plus or, you know, or Universal Rides, right? Like, I'm really interested in the, that kind of connectivity, you know, where APIs are talking and it's like, I got, you You have Aku chapter one and two, you don't have to do anything, it's in your MetaMask wallet, but, you know, through our beautiful interface, we can, it's like, a, it should be as easy as like buying a Starbucks coffee off your phone. Yeah. Right? I'm interested in that and I'm also interested in this idea of the Aku token, which can be distributed to early adopters that can be used for different things along the way as well, right? Like NFTs give you this, but then you can get distributed tokens that can be used to buy movie tickets or- Different experiences, yeah. Different experiences, right? Like, and then you have this, like, it's like Fortnite has their little currency, right? But there's really like, okay, you can buy it, right? Yeah. But like, you can't really liquidate it, you know, or you can't really send it. There's no it exchange. Or, yeah. So those are two things that I'm really interested in. And then on top of that, what gets really trippy is using that token as like a governance token where, okay, like token holders now are control in control of the narrative of the movie. Like, yeah. like <laughs> who you can get to the point where it's like, you have a, such a massive community and you have the right people in place, the early adopters who like really like are invested in Aku as much as I'm invested in Aku, right? Can say like, okay, we think Aku, the next Aku movie should be like, let's take him to, you know, this space. Let's leave him in space, this movie, right? Or we should get, we should par- partner with this brand or, you know what I mean? Like, Make, oh, yeah, I, I love that. Crowdsourcing yeah. just everything about Aku. Yeah, yeah. Goes on forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's really trippy. And like kind of like, that's what's really trippy. Is like how do you how do you build something nowadays that can that can compete with these mega media enterprises, right? Like how can you empower small IP? It's very difficult. Like it's very difficult. Only place that you can do it, and the only place that is working is crypto that is disrupting the outside world. So like building this crypto natively where these token holders can have a say in like the movies and the series and like the other characters and like stories, like that's pretty wild. If you were to tell your younger self that this is what you'd be doing right now, how mind blown would you have been? Man, be cool. pretty wild, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I just played baseball, man. <laughs> right. Oh man! You know what it is? It's just I'm very. I've always been very curious, like very, very curious on things, and I just go. And I don't. I'm never afraid to fail, man. Like, and I, I take risks, you know. Get rewarded. I, it hasn't worked several times before on, on other things I tried. <laughs> I just don't hear about it, right? <laughs> you were also a motorcycle racer, but no one yeah. talks about no, it. No, right? no one saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No one saw me trying to ski for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought I was going to be in the Olympics. Oh, my God. Yeah, first time you pick up a golf club. Yeah. First <laughs> and the <laughs> I can't help but think of, like, the story, I guess, you, you kind of have behind a, a coup in, in, like, I appreciate – I'm a big – I'm a baseball guy, so I, I like, know your st- kind of background and story from that uh-huh. end. And I just think of, like, like opening day – in the starting lineup playing second base as a professional baseball player like that, like that uh, tied to 
the feeling of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Like this was my dream. I'm assuming, mm-hmm. I'm assuming for you. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. like, like seeing, knowing that connection is probably there between that. I, I think it's like some cool context that. Yeah. So like, I feel like I've been very blessed to achieve my dreams. Right. Like, I, like literally since I was three, I knew everybody in the Cubs lineup when I was four. Right. Like that is all I did was watch baseball, study baseball, play baseball. And what Arku kind of like is becoming is almost like very personal, like reflection on my journey, right? Like I'm 30 years old, but I've achieved my dream. Like the dream I had for, you know, I got to big leagues. I forget how old I was, 24, something like that. So like for 20 years I had a dream and, and it took me 20 years to do it, you know? And so with Aku and wanting to encourage people to like chase their dreams, I feel like I have a good kind of framework to like say like, okay, like you could, that you can be anything you want to be, but also I went through a lot of like struggles and a lot of like sacrifices along the way that I think is very important to reflect in Aku as well is like, if you do reach your dreams, like it, it you, there'll be times where you're like, is this worth it? You know, like, or like, even if you get there, was it worth it? You know, like you have to understand, like there's massive sacrifices. You don't have friends. Like you don't have to, like you don't go out. You don't, like, you know what I mean? Like you don't have a, you don't have, like your life isn't the same as your friends who are having fun and, you know, you go to the bars with the same group of friends every day. Like you're alone a lot, you know? So I think like having that experience and be able to like use Aku as like, cause I'm not going to go out there and write a book and like Micah Johnson's biography. That's not, that's, that's not, that's not the vibe I'm with, yeah. but like able to like self-reflect and kind of like convey those kind of points through Aku. That's why Aku is super, super personal to me. Like, and I, and I think as I build out more characters and like, it's important to have other people involved because they might have a very personal story that can connect with people like Aku is connected with people, but I, I can only speak on the Aku front. Right. Yep. Wow. So it's up to the community, the next characters, huh? Yeah, yeah. I need to get some <laughs> ideas. Hey, back to opening day real quick though. On opening day, man, <laughs> I got picked off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I so I I think I might have even drafted you because that was the first year I was in the fantasy league. I swear to God, I did all right for a minute. Like I was tra- no, yeah, I was legit. I was tracking uh, American League only prospects, and I'm like, all right, Michael Johnson, he's starting. He's in the lineup. He's batting ninth. Let's go. Uh, got you in the draft, you and Jose Abreu, my first year, and uh, still got Jose. But uh, I, I remember, I, I, like, I know your background, and your story, and like that minor league journey. That like, people like yeah. people don't know about that grind. Like, you're no. you're on the bus like sixty percent of your day if you're traveling and Miserable. like working off of like meal stipends that are shit, and like that that ain't easy. And you didn't just get there. You were, like, no, you had to grind. No. Like a top, like a what ninth round pick, tenth round pick, right? Yeah, no, it's not easy. Like that's the part. Like you really do sacrifice. Like as my friends were, like I left school early to go play, go play, right? And I remember like watching my friends like on social media and stuff, like partying and having a great time. And I'm on a bus in like Idaho, yeah, you know, like on a 14 hour bus trip, checking into like a a no name hotel with like. You know, your paycheck at that, your paycheck for like 500 bucks every two weeks or something, you know? 
And like that is a thing forever, like until you break into the big leagues. Like, so like that's part of the sacrifices I'm talking about is like you think it's all this glitz and glamour and actually no, you're in like Montana. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, then you get, and then you get picked off in your first game. <laughs> yeah, oh man. Yeah. That was against uh um your Donnie Ventura too, man. Um which he was so much fun to play against. But I got that single and I was like and I was coming up, you know, like I was coming up in the minor leagues and I was I was the guy that was stealing all the bases. Like in the minor leagues, like count me down as one of the best, you know, in the minor league. So I got into big leagues. I was like, you know, I'm I'm a steal. I stole like 80 some bases one year. I was like, yeah, like I'm gonna get a hit and then I'm about to steal second and I'm gonna steal third. Like, you know, man, I, I got on second base feeling myself, man. Next thing I know, I got picked off. We were losing like five, five to one, two, like in the fifth inning. I was like, that was like, that was like here and then like here we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real welcome to the big leagues. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Did you develop your artistic ability after baseball or is it something you've been doing like for a long time? No, it started in 2016 um, and just worked at it. Like, that's it. Like, Dude, your paintings, if I picked up, I'm telling you, it would not look like that. <laughs> so sure. I think you had some ability, my friend. No, for sure. For sure had ability, but I think like like if anybody is a hyper obsessive about something, like then they'll, they they'll be good at it. Gotcha. Like to a limit, you're not going to be LeBron. Like you're not you know six eight to two sixty a muscle, but like to a point, if you're hyper obsessive about something and you don't care about anything other than what you're doing, then it could have been you know archery, and I I think I would have you know <laughs> pretty good at it. You know what I mean? At the hours you put in. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So you guys have um, art angels now in Miami and in LA, correct? Give us a little bit of background about what's going on with that. Yeah. So they represent me. So that's pretty cool. They, uh, like in 2017, they saw one of my paintings. I had given, uh, sold to uh, a player, a teammate of mine, Matt Kemp. Um, And they were, you know, putting some art in his house and they saw one of my paintings. So they, they called me in like 2017. It was like, Hey, do you have any more works? Like we love your work. And you know, I'm looking at my work on the wall and I'm like, that dog, I <laughs> no, I, I was like, I don't think so. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I, I knew who they were. Like they were like, you know, big time in LA. And like, I was like, no, I don't got anything. To be Take quite maps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so then like once I moved to Maine, and at, at that time I started working like at a level, I called him back like in two, like this was last year in 2020. And I was like, Hey, I got this stuff. I want to show you, you know, you were the first people to hit me up and like the only people to hit me up. So like, they're, they're so dope though. Like they, you know, they've done an amazing job, like getting my work seen and things like that. And it's like in a span of all this has happened in a span of a year now. So like all this started like in June, 2020 before that I was, doing nothing stressing was it was it a was it like a a long process or a quick process to figure out how you're going to go digital with your physical work and just like all right nft like he got obsessive about graphic design (laughs) that's it that's it it. like i taught myself after effects taught myself how to do you know on the ipad and then that's it like I, I, I don't, I'm not the healthiest human being at this point. In my life. <laughs> like, I don't, 
<laughs> it's hard to out. find in this space. Yeah, I don't work out. Like people probably look at me and like, yo, you don't, you didn't play a thing in your life. And like I did, you look, I know. <laughs> <laughs> my chest used to be like, my chest used to be out, and I was like ca- caving in. Like it's, it's like, I'm like, yeah, I'm not. So I just got hyper obsessed about After Effects because I saw like that was my way in. I was doing my paintings, and I wanted to like, well, actually, it was twofold. Like that was before the gallery, so I was like, I, may, I maybe I can sell my physical paintings and animate and like have like make money you know like make more money because you get in a physical painting with it right so i was like that's that's a great way to get my art seen um and then as we moved on to aku it was like okay i need to do 3d i don't know nothing about 3d so i linked up with my this was the best person i've ever met which was dirk and dirk has been so patient with me of like explaining 3d animation and stuff like that and then now like at the point where i'm like building scenes out and i'm like we're now we're like on the unity teams and it's like <laughs> it, it's it's just man i just really love what i do man like i gotta play baseball that was so dope and i loved it you know and i it was hard for me to like i never filled out a resume in my life never been to a job interview never really did school like i probably should have so like when i got done i was like man i gotta do something i love man or i, I can't do it you just can't hustle. beat that man no, just hustle, man. I'm sure you get the urge to just uh, walk down to the park and pick up a bat and jump in a lineup, though. Just one <laughs> man. swing, one up, and just and then just leave. Thank you, welcome, guys. I haven't touched a bat in two years, man. Or a ball. You're afraid I, to? You yeah, be like, obsessive. You know, I hit somebody in the eye. <laughs> 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 My UCL will go farther than the ball. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, we no. we don't want to see that. No, I guess like now that I think about it, now that like I'm so busy, I'm like, man, it would be nice to like build a ground ball and stuff, you know? Because it looks so easy on TV. Like, damn, I should like get back in it, man. Like, <laughs> they throw it down the middle all the time. <laughs> yeah, the juice balls. Yeah, man, we could talk about those. Those things fly. I know. If I would have known they were going to introduce those in the minor leagues, they introduced those a year after I left. If I would have known they would introduce, I would have stayed, man. I would have. Things fly. So. so you went from, I'm assuming you saw, I guess, which organization do you kind of uh, have most ties to? Dodgers. You think so? Yeah. 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 Great relationship with the Dodgers. Amazing relationship. Yeah. And Matt uh, Kemp, he's referring to, was probably the MVP that year that he bought. Yeah. yeah. You can ball, man. Oh, God. That's a different level over there. Uh, <laughs> that man is massive, too. I was like, man, like, we're not, we don't play the same sport, man. <laughs> no, the Dodgers, the Dodgers for sure, man, because that's where I got my, like, that's where I started doing the painting. And to this day, like, teammates over there, like, still, like, we talk, but it's, we never talk about baseball. I yeah. never talk about, it's always about, like, art or something, which is super dope. You know? Where are you uh, living these days? I'm in, I'm in Indiana currently, you know, yeah. but going back and forth to, you know, Maine, I love it up there. And then, you know, LA, I'll be in and out when I need to, but kind of all over. Nice. Yeah. Have a spot everywhere. <laughs> yes. Way to go. 
the hotels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, we ain't got no spots everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Airbnbs everywhere, man. Yeah. You can go, you can probably go buy a street up in Maine right now and name it Aku Lane and just have a, a nice little half acre of property and call that. It's yours. like way up there though. Not on the ocean. We were yeah. there. You know, yeah. I got my cousin, Belgrade. I think my cousin's at, he moved up there living up with his dog. Loving it. Nothing up there, huh? Nothing up there. Nope. Five minutes from the ocean, and then you're just in the woods. You got anything coming out soon? Or are you still just focusing fully on Aku's journey? Um, well, we got chapter three. So the mechanics with that is the, the collectors, the power's in the collectors at this point. How scarce they want to make it to collect all ten. So, like, chapter four is going to be a free chapter to whoever owns chapter one, two, and three. And the only way to get chapter four is if you own one, two, and three. So, like, Building those out, um, going to take it like a, we need like some time to like really build our Aku world. Like we were doing the chapters and it was just like minimal, minimal. It's like, okay, now let's take some time here to like build this thing, you know? I think that's smart. I mean, it, this is long-term anyways, right? I mean, might as well like just wait in between. Yeah, yeah. I, in chapter 10, you know, the plan is right now to release it at, at, at our Basel, but that's going to be wild. A, I mean, you're talking years from now, or is this going to be December? December. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And these yeah. are all on Nifty Gateway. So far, so far, I think there'd be capabilities in the future to, like, as tech develops, to directly communicate with chapter holders. You know. 100%. That's fun. Yeah. yeah, it's good to hear because that, like, the, this is the type of stuff that'll keep it healthy, and then the the community will run itself pretty much. That's the plan is like where it's just an autonomous group of people that you can just directly have connection to through wallets and airdrop dope things to. <laughs> yeah. And, Can't beat it. And, and something that you have like a genuine connection to, right? I mean, yeah. You a brand to buy like fucking Nike sneakers, whatever, you know, and you just buy it because you like it. But there's, there's another level, I think, with the art. And um, I think that's probably the most important part. And like weaving the story into it. You know, the whole narrative and thinking about how, you know, taking the themes of your life and then embedding those into a movie with the input of the crowdsourcing of the fans and holders of the NFTs is groundbreaking. Man, I it really is. Of luck, luck to you. I mean, you can't wait to watch the entire journey. I'll tell you what's so dope, dude, is sitting in these like meetings with the best in the in like Hollywood. Right. And then t- talking to them about like, hey, look, like. Somebody the other day on Twitter tweeted about Aku and like asked people, you know, what Aku means to them. And there's like hundreds of replies in there about how they viewed Aku. And I was telling them about this. I was like, look, man, like we are, you're getting valuable information right. about, about your main character, you know, and about the world that we're building. I was like, and they were getting so hyped, man. They were like, they're like, and, it, and that's really important to like for the community to know is like, look, man, like, Everything you say about Aku, everything like that is being communicated or you, you're, it is it is being like relayed like to the top of the top. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Like, like they're excited because they haven't seen it and haven't thought of it. And, like, and they can now they can see it. And it's, uh, it's so dope, dude. Yeah. Like That's fucking sick, dude. It's so dope. Like just knowing that like we're having these meetings. We had a meeting late last night and we were talking about something in the discord right 
And it, how many times, like, as a normal person, right? Like, I'm a, I'm a normal person. Would, would I ever be able to, like, be in a conversation influence Toy Story or something, right? Like, right. <laughs> like, we're talking about you yeah. and Discord at, like, 11 p.m., you know? And people are getting, people are amped at 11 p.m. about the things that are being talked about in a Discord with, like, 300 or some 400 people, right? Yeah, yeah. We've seen it. Yeah, yeah. That is so, that's why I'm like, yo, everything I do, every move we make as a company is what we have to focus on. Think about every time we make a decision, how is this going to benefit the people who ever are in the Discord, whoever bought an Aqua, whoever tweeted about Aqua? Like, how is this going to benefit them? Like, and then we'll be good, you know? Like, that shit's going to be top five, like, on that Nifty chart for a long time. And it's shit like this, it's going to keep it there. And, and it's going to be cool for the people that did buy it. Like that number is going to look small someday. Like, yeah, that's the hope, man. I mean, we not like it's maybe it's a good or bad thing, but I never like I'm never satisfied. Like, cool, we got a TV and film deal. Okay, that's dope. But okay, now we have to make we have to go, uh, you know, win an Oscar now. Like, we have to go now make multiple movies that are good. Like, that's not enough. Like, to, to just get a TV and film, sell a couple of NFTs, that's not enough. What's going to be enough is when you have this a massive community of millions and millions of people making decisions on on movies love it fuck bro i'm glad that i had this like come to jesus moment here because i had legitimately no idea that this was like i didn't even have this thought process down this route like i said before thinking more so music and stuff like that and fine art but this is exciting to hear yeah a lot of people don't man i, I probably could go on twitter and talk about it more but i i work like all the yeah. time like damn, I, I probably should communicate. I think Sergito, all those guys, like you got to tell people like about this more. And I, was like, Man, I know, but yo, like I'm, I'm like building decks and stuff. Like, <laughs> nah, community builds you up. People will know the community is who you're trying to please anyway. So you'll bring more and more people in, as slow or as quick as they need to be there to make the decisions on creating the story. Yeah, they'll, they'll be there. Trust me. That's gonna be so sick. Man. These are the projects that hang around, man. The ones yeah. where you involve everyone and they have a kind of a, a say and they, it's sticky in a way, right? Like if you feel like you're an ownership in something, you want it to yeah. do well. Yeah. That's why, that's why I think the token eventually will be like the big play is when you have this governance token and then you just, it's like, it's like, it's like if Stan Lee just said, here's a token, I'm done, you know, and just sat back and just kicked it. Right. And just let everybody else build it. Cause at that point he built the thing, right? Like everybody knew the storylines if you're that invested into it. But now like we've been starting before even all those stuff came out. Right. People are legitimately building from scratch. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, I was an opening night guy, so I get it. <laughs> People are going to be fucking OG token holders. Yeah, man. That's the plan. That's the plan. Hell yeah, man. Well, it was awesome talking with you. I really appreciate your time. And I'm so glad you got to tell the story on here. And like, I hope the listeners understand how big of a magnitude this is. I mean, you're showing the blueprint for, you know, mainstreaming NFTs in a lot of ways. I mean, like merchandising and including it in film and television. And it's really showing the, the utility in a way that, you know, I thought was stuck with collectibles and just, you know, art. So this is transcendent. Hey, think about this. I'll leave you with this one. Imagine if you, yeah, we, we could read your wallet. Like if you're watching it on like Netflix or something, we could read your wallet and your ending was different than your ending because of how, what, how many NFTs you had in your wallet. Stop. Yo, we got to go down the rabbit hole now. We, we've kind of entered, but 
we'll, oh my gosh we'll, once you keep developing we'll we'll have to link up again that's crazy man. we'll have to hit you up soon and uh talk about the next steps in the meantime all right see you fellas good luck bro see you, nice man. To meet yeah. you. damn that's nifty and now we have a very special guest, Roger Dickerman, uh, doing part two of the Origin Stories crossover with That's Nifty to dive deeper into the Artifacts Project and his recent trip to New York City promoting all of the artists in the first wave of this. So he's going to dive into some of the details and the long-term vision of this amazing project that he has underway with um, his entire team. So let RD tell you what's up. Tyler, how are you, man? Fantastic. How are you, RD? Doing well. I'm glad we got to do this. We said it on That's Nifty and Origin Stories when we crossed over last. We said we would be back. I said I, I would gladly come back to talk about some stuff related to the impending project, which of course is the Artifacts Project. And I think here we are and we have a lot to talk about. We sure do. You guys are just coming back from New York City. You know, the huge um, blast of having all the artists up in Times Square and um, Union Square and under the bridge as well. And I mean, the, the stuff we saw on Twitter was amazing. I, I'm envious of the people that got to see that in person. I have to say, the in real life thing, it's a thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a thing. I, I figured, you know, I, I knew it would be powerful, right? But a lot of people would, of course, it's going to be powerful. It's going to be something. It's, it's in bright lights. And I think that's amazing in its own right. It was different. It was different than even I expected. And a lot of us talked about it. And I think it's a hint of what's to come in the summertime. You know, a lot of these events are going to get up and running and churning, and it's going to be even, even bigger and even more massive um, with a lot of things. There's events down in Miami. There's going to be uh, New York in October, right? The NYC <laughs> NFT. Um, as these events start happening, it's going to be massive. But what we felt on the ground in New York was, was special. It was special. Um, Matt Medved parrot <laughs> flew in for this, which was in incredible. Saw that. Uh, yeah. That was such, such a nice thing that came together last minute. That man is, is a legend. Uh, current 4d Gavin Shapiro came out. Um, Sergio came out. Brian Brinkman came out. There were uh, of course, Dave Krugman was on the ground. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get everyone and it's so easy to, <laughs> so easy to lose it. But the power of just having like 15 plus people standing on that corner in Times Square when these when these billboards first fired up and that was pretty cool and then you guys had a scavenger hunt you had a giveaway on Twitter I uh, saw that you guys uh, picked a, a winner this morning that's awesome yeah so they yeah, get but, an artist edition right what, what right. is that exactly yeah let's let's pull the wrapping paper back on that one so what we're going to do is we have 10 artist editions to give away and so there are 10 artists that are part of the first the, the first wave of this project, the first theme of this project, which is family, community, collaboration. It's the crew that was announced on Wednesday of this past week. Um, that, that's the first theme, right? Yeah. And so we have an addition of an artifacts of each of those artists that are part of this giveaway. And we have run now technically three giveaways because actually the scavenger hunt had, had a, a bit of a mini controversy where we had missed the true winner who had pulled things together and then gave it away to who we thought was the winner. But then it was very quickly figured out, no, this was the real winner. And we said, you know what? You're both getting additions. So, so it, was an, it. It, was an er, it was an early opportunity to beat the drum of something uh, like 
I'm saying here, you know, we, we're not going to get, we're not going to get everything right, but we're real and we're going to stand yeah. behind this thing and just, just keep taking positive steps forward. That, that is the game plan. Awesome. And it's crazy. The list of artists that came out in the first wave. I mean, what an influential group of people right there. And it was great to see, you know, their names up in the bright lights. I am, I saw all of their feedback on Twitter too. And, you know, I'm sure that gives them a lot of great feelings inside to know that they're part of a project that is, you know, putting their stamp on this timeline, on this generation of artists and being a part of that must give them great emotion. I, I hope, I always say it's us, you know, it's like, I listen, I got a lot of, personal love and I appreciate every bit of it but like this has nothing to do with me well okay it has something to do with me but it's but not like that like I want the artifacts project you know I very soon want that to cross way cross over my own social social cloud or standing in this in this industry I want it to cross it and smash it and 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 be brilliant and it's artist first and sure I'm a part of that and sure I'm a part of that vision but it's an artist first project it's flipping the script that was my favorite thing about New York City. The way I'm thinking about it, at least. Yeah. Most, not all. And again, we're not the, the first step, right? We are a step and we want it to be a big step forward for digital art in general. But when you think about New York, walking the streets of New York, looking around, most times it's brand first, right? No art, artist recognition. Right? Yeah. Art, but it's brand first art. Yeah. And this goes into my whole thing. There's a hidden value transaction. Digital art's been around for a long time. Digital art has lit up our world for a long time. The artists have lit up our world for a long time, but it's been a lot of, of brand first love. Uh, yeah. They're being hired, they're being contracted, they're, they're, they're being paid on commission, whatever it is, but you're not getting that feel. And we, we started to see some of that trickle out. There are a few artists who, who you know, would get a billboard here or some love there. And and believe me, I'm, I'm all for it. We wanted to just like smash it, you know, yeah. let's get everybody up there. Let's do bold social credits, you know? So it's like, this is, you know, this is fuck renders art, right? right. This is Euphoria's art. This is Jason and, and on down the line. And that was really, really important and really, really fun. It was fun to see that. It was fun to see people's reactions on the streets, even, you know, as to what was, what is this thing? What's going right. on? Um, engaged in some random conversations on the streets of New York, heard some audible gasps on the streets of New York. <laughs> that, that was fun. Um, so yeah, the rundown. So we had, we had three Times Square billboards at 44th, 45th, and 48th, including the big Viacom billboards, which is amazing. We had the Brooklyn Bridge, which was a projection. Those are some of my favorite pictures coming out of this. Oh, amazing. It's, it's just, that blew my mind. That blew my mind. That was the one location I did not personally make it to. So it was a bit of a surprise to see those shots come out. I mean, I'd seen it. I knew where it was going. I knew what it would what it would look like, but not with the projector, with more of like a place marker and some some game planning there. Yeah. But man, seeing those the projection and the lights beaming in of, of the digital art was incredible. Who took those shots? Um, so we have, so we're working with the Animus group. So all, all the love to the Animus group and it is the, oh, what I have to get his exact handle. I'm going to get his exact handle. Keep going. Keep going. I'm pulling it up. Yeah. Yeah. It starts so, with I mean, ill. It starts with ill and I got to get it right. So <laughs> got to get the right ill on Got to get it right. He was, he, he was great. He's, I mean, he, he was crushing, he was taking photographs, uh, doing his thing and then, um, basically stayed up all night 
like just based ill concept with a K. That's I, I, I had to get that right. So it's yeah. I-L-L-K-O-N-C-E-P-T on Twitter, ill concept. Beast, 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 just was doing his work all night long, turned around the folder of, you know, distilled 4,000 plus photos into 600 overnight. Wow. And, and that's, and that's what you're seeing shared out. So all the love to ill concept, just exceptional, exceptional stuff. I'm sure none of you guys had any sleep, huh? You just got back from New York City, just right? Cup, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, said farewell to, to Parrot. So Parrotism um, flew in. We recorded a bit, uh, a quick snippet video on the way out this morning, 7 a.m. on the streets of New York, you know, <laughs> coffee in hand. And we we said farewells and, and here we go back to it. Oh, man. So what's next for the Artifacts Project? I mean, we're going to start seeing these roll out, I would assume, shortly. Yep. yep. Yeah, this is a big week. Let's start with the details. Let's start with the details. Yeah. So the mission is digital art first, right? Digital art is the future is the first line of that video. Um, and really it's been the past for a little while now. And you know my thing, it's it's flipping it around. It's it's showing who are these artists who, are, who have been doing it and who are doing it and who are doing it within the NFT space and building up. I know it's becoming a little cliche, but the, the Renaissance is real. It's a new marketplace, right? It's a new yep. marketplace. It's a new form of transaction that's blowing the doors open and putting the artists first, allowing the artists to step forward and, and have, have a place for connection to you, to me, to everybody, right? Having a place to step forward and have that connection. So that is, that is the grand story that we are telling here. Um, we are, we're telling it on behalf of a hundred artists. So honoring a hundred artists across a number of different themes and, and the project will stop at a hundred, right? So there has to be a limit somewhere. And, and that's going to be our contribution to, this whole narrative, the whole narrative of digital art and NFTs, uh, New York was the nice stop on that on that list. But let's let's expand the conversation. This community is wonderful. And there's a lot of noise coming into it. What if we took some very positive and clear noise from it and went outside of it? That is one of the things we're exploring. Let's wow. let's get out there. Let's tell this story. Let's put the artists first. Let's put the art first. Let's put it up in some places that maybe we wouldn't expect. Let's see what comes of that from who knows the news perspective and on down the line. I am very curious as this thing rolls along to have these dialogues, have these conversations to get out there and educate, get out there and educate on behalf of the art and the artists in this wonderful NFT space. It's a good point because there's going to be a group of people that, understand from the get-go oh yeah like this theme uh for example you know these people are the family people that were here early on and then there'll be an education piece for the people that just don't understand that yet and that's kind of what artifacts is there to do is say hey these are the landmark artists 100 that were hand-picked you know and curated over time to say these people have a story mm -hmm. a story to tell but they're also part of a larger story of this renaissance so I'm, I'm curious to see how you guys are going to do the education portion of this and the outreach and, you know, getting that out to the mainstream media. And New York's the beginning, you know, New York's the beginning of that. It's expanding the dialogue, taking it to those places, opening some eyes. And we've had, we've had some interests, you know, what is this? What's going on? Let's, let's That's what New York City was for. I mean, that would had to drum up some interest. I mean, yeah. the intrigue surrounding all of it, including a scavenger hunt, I think that was a nice touch as well. Mm -hmm. It's just fun. I mean, that's, you know, this community is special. This community of collectors, 
on down the line, right? Collectors, investors, artists, builders, you know, on down the line, this community is special. And so goal is let's expand the dialogue without it. Let's take the special fabric, you know, of this community, the substance of this community, the foundation of this community. Let's hit the road. Let's go. Like, let's get out there. But let's also foster the community and let's also do things within the community. And so you're going to see that. You see that with some of the giveaways we're doing. We're going to do that a, a number of different times with a number of different themes to include a number of different people. And it's the same thing on the artist side. A hundred artists is a constraint. And I know that how are they selected? How I get those questions, you know, it's a, it's the responsibility of a lifetime. And what I can tell you is that there's co-curation going on with a lot of different artists. There's conversations going on with a lot of different artists. It's taking the responsibility, but it's, it's, it's constant education, even internally to do the appropriate reach outs, include the appropriate artists. And it's acknowledging that because of the constraint of hundred, you can never get it perfect, but we're going to we're going to try really hard to get it close. You're going to see different themes along the way. You're going to see conceptual themes. Like the family is a very, you know, it's a broad theme. It can go a lot of different ways. It's about the love. It's about the, the unification of, of artists. A lot of whom came up together, some of whom moved together physically right. in the real world, you know? Yeah. And then we move on past that. You're going to have some timestamp themes, you know, that we're going to explore the past. We're going to explore the future. And then you'll have themes of specificity, entertainment arts, illustration, precision arts, clean loops, architectural lines. We're going in a number of different directions. And by 100, we, wanted to do, we want to do our damnedest to capture this NFT space in the best way that we know how. It's not one person making the decisions, but I'm going to stand behind every single one of them. So at the end of the day, it's my responsibility, but I'm having a lot of dialogues to get this as right as possible. Right. I think that's good for everyone to understand that like you're no gatekeeper nope. and you're talking to everyone about like, I'm sure that the conversations with artists goes, Hey, we're thinking about these people. And they go, actually, if we don't have this person in here, like they influenced me. Like, I think that that person would be really important to have in this. And I think the artist's voice is just as good to help mold, like who are the 100 because they would know. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's gotta be, um, a community project basically. Right. And you're just there to make sure all the pieces are lined up, mm -hmm. but it's built by everyone. That's right. And let, let this be that moment. And again, I, I'm happy for the love. I'm happy for the love. I appreciate everyone who reached out, but let, let this be the moment. Let's start to flip that. Let's start to flip that conversation. Let's start to flip that conversation to both the, the artists who were involved and let's, and let's flip to the team that's involved. Right. Um, that's very important to me because Again, I, I don't, I'm not a gatekeeper. I don't want to be a gatekeeper. It's not my intent. And I get, I'll, I'll be viewed as that in certain ways and I can handle that and we'll talk and not everyone's going to love it and that's okay. Um, but let's, let's, let's give that appropriate shine, shine around because this is, this is a massive thing. It's a massive thing. Right. It's a special thing. Speaking of the team, um, I, I'm sure is this, is this widely known that Rare Rooms is working with you guys yeah. now, right? Yeah. I love, uh, they just released a new update there with expanded rooms and stuff. So I can't wait to see what they do with you guys' artifacts rooms. It was fun. It was yeah. fun. That was a true collaboration. You know, shout out to Rare Rooms. Shout out to John and Brian and on down the line over there doing great things, making art galleries, virtual art galleries accessible, right? Accessible to all, accessible on mobile, accessible on web, ultimately accessible on VR. Free it's to use. Free to, right? Free to use. And so we had an opportunity to go in and, and partner up on this. And our mission was to create a special room, 
uh, and and Dirk Vandermeer, Dirk at work, right? Dirk mm-hmm. at work, huge part of this project, art director of the project. So you're gonna see a lot of a lot of his work uh, within the project. He's a, he's a true magician, and he he did a lot of amazing work within the room, of of collaborating with those guys and and really elevating it and figuring out how do we want this thing to look, what vibe do we want to give off, what's important within the room. Um, all and down the line, a lot of attention to detail there and a, and a lot of love into that room. And we did announce this week, every collector of an artifact will receive that custom room uh, for their artifacts and, and for other art as well. And for other 3D art as well. 3D art, huh? Yeah. And that gets into the, and that gets into what this is. Let's talk right. about it. What is the artifacts project? We talked about the hundred. We talked about the grander mission, right? Let's do this. Let's fly the digital art flag within and without this space. But what's the project? Every artist in the project was asked to consider how they would represent themselves. How would you represent yourself in a piece of art? A metaphorical self-portrait. And so you see takes on self-portraits, you see characters, you see spirit animals, alter egos, literal animals, you see objects for object-oriented artists. Anything goes, it was complete creative freedom. And that was fascinating to see where artists went with that. It was true, fascinating, like one of the honors of a lifetime to see the reveals on, on the original artworks coming into the project. But then what's the next step? It's phases of creation. It's then that is an NFT. And that's, by the way, it's a one of one original artwork, right? A one of one yep. that will live on a gallery wall. A collector, you know, collector will collect it, can live on a gallery wall. But then the wonderful Dirk at work, taking those characters out of the 2D and building custom 3D virtual sculptures, which are the, which are the artifacts um, of that artwork. And these have plans, metaverse enabling, looking at history. How do, how do, we, how do we make as damn near close to permanent history as possible? We can do it one of two ways, right? We're looking at it from the smart contract side, taking provenance of the contracts, on-chain metadata. You can look at it from that perspective. That's that's the path that we're going down there. That's that's permanence in one regard, history in one regard. What yeah. about the other? Making these 3D virtual sculptures and enabling them to travel step by step by step over a long roadmap, not only the current metaverses, but future metaverses. Leaving a roadmap in there to be able to go to those metaverses and make sure that these sculptures on behalf of these historical artists stay relevant and stay in the space, no matter where the space goes. Right. So writing the contracts in a way where they will be forwards compatible with wherever this ends up technology wise in the future. And just being able to enable the files again and again, enable the right. 3D files again and again to, to, to do what they need to do to be showcaseable uh, and just exploring, exploring different Different forms of value. You know, I, I believe value in this space. There are there are three of, of maybe many others, but there are three very clear value propositions of NFTs. And one is is art. And let, let that be clear. Because we talk a lot, the other two words, by the way, are utility and access, and they're getting a lot of buzz now, right? Utility and access. What is that? Was that utility use cases? Can you travel with it? Can you use the NFT over here? Can you display it over there? Access, access to anything, events, human beings, time. Uh, Gary V just did a huge thing with access, beat the access drum, right? But let's not forget about art. Art is a value proposition. It always has been. Right. And digital art is valuable, right? That's the story here. Digital art is valuable. Digital art is art. And just because it was a hidden value transaction for a long time 
It was the grand hidden value transaction behind Instagram. It's the grand hidden value transaction behind most of the websites that we, we interact with that are visuals first. Advertisements. Advertisements, exactly. Let's not lose sight of that. Art has been historically valuable. Not everyone appreciates art, but for those who appreciate art, digital art is art. Let's tell that story. There is value there. Um, this really, this project is exploring all three value propositions in tandem. And that fascinates me. So with the artifacts themselves, the 3D sculptures, are those also one of one pieces that it will be for sale? They are not. There's a hundred editions. Okay. Now, now two thirds of the hundred will be sold in the primary market. So we are withholding 33 editions. Mm -hmm. And those 33 editions that are withheld are for project partners, the gifts that we're giving away, and then ultimately creating a project fund. You see like the CryptoPunks fund and, and the CryptoKeeps yeah. fund and those kinds of things. We will ultimately create a project fund. That's for the long game, right? That's the oxygenation of this project for the future. We have a roadmap here. We want to be historical here. And so the goal is, let's think that through. How does this project have future legs? And so you'll see that in the future. So what's going to primary market right now? What can everyone expect? 67 editions of Artifexes. There will be... They will be the same, but we're, we're going to take the first edition and we're going to do something a little special with the first edition Ooh, of the sculpture. Yeah. Then we're going to have the, the 66. Those will be same price. Let's go. And, uh, and, and going, and we're putting a lot of thought into primary and secondary market health. Yeah. Again, like Tyler, this is, I mean, the, everyone has their moment, you know, within a project and you, you take your look around at the space and there are a lot of lessons learned and, and a lot of things you see. And you might say, that's amazing. I would love to have a chance to do something similar. There are some things that you see that say, maybe I would have done that differently. Maybe I would have not made that decision or not done it that way. There's a lot of consideration here. There's a lot of consideration constantly. here. Yeah, constantly, <laughs> constantly. And then of course, and then of course, you know, then a future project comes along and they, they get their best crack at it and the space evolves. And, but right here, right now, it's putting a lot of thought into that, putting a lot of thought into pricing. What does healthy pricing look like? doing it the right way, primary and secondary market health, you know? So how did you guys forecast like this project so far in advance when, you know, as you know, this space is moving so quickly. I'm sure you guys put a lot of thought into, like you said, long-term secondary health and trying to figure out like, where does this end up, you know, a hundred artifacts down the road? Well, okay. So there's planning and there's agility. Let's, right. That's, that's, you know, a long game project like this, this is a legacy project. And it's, listen, I'm very clear. It's, it's whole heart, soul, and being behind it. You know, I either, you know, did we die or we make history? It's one, one of the two, you know, and <laughs> you just try to walk, you live with that, that legacy mentality. Every decision gets made on behalf of, of the long game, of the legacy, of doing this the right way, of, of being relevant, being relevant down the road. And so when it comes to the roadmap, it's saying, you know, if, if, if we made decisions on behalf of concreteness, even three months from now, some could argue even one month from now, we'd be dumb, which is, right. that's a dumb decision. You can do it, but you may have conflicting information. You may have something happen in industry. You may have, and it just kind of hits you in the face three weeks later. Whoa, you know, whoa, this is different now. Yeah. We, ha we have to be ready to be agile and we are, and we are. So no, the, the 92nd artist, which theoretically could be five, six months from now, right? The 92nd yeah. artist, no, we're, we're agile there. We are agile there. This project is living, it's breathing, and we're prepared. We're prepared to keep walking this forward the, the right way and, and make those decisions as it's rolling along. Good to hear. Good to hear. 
Hey, what's going on? There he is. <laughs> what's going on is I just had some fun at the dealership. I heard. I heard it was taking a little longer than expected. Yeah, much longer. And so <laughs> long that I had to leave and I told him I'll pick up the car next week. Nice. You guys wear matching hoodies today? No, you know what? I was just thinking that. I think mine's in the wash. So oh, okay. shout, shout out. Shout out to Euphoria, by the way, also in wave one of the, of the project. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Love it. Shout out to Euphoria. Um, oh, yeah, I've been wearing mine so much. It's in the wash. So I got to I got to get that taken care of. <laughs> Dude, that I don't know what you guys have chatted about, but like a lot of stuff, I think the low key was executed perfectly because no one had any idea what you had in store. That was awesome. That's you know, it. It exceed we we talked about this a little bit, uh, Tyler and I, but it exceeded expectations. I, I thought it would be impactful. Obviously, we're we do we we did it to be impactful. We did it to get the art out there and, and have a moment. And it went beyond that. It went beyond that. The the in real the in real life special vibes exceeded expectations, and how that then translated back to digital, with everybody interacting over what had happened in person. That that exceeded expectations. I think it's exciting to see how excited everyone who's involved gets, right? And you just like fanboying over like, holy shit, this is my work in Times Square. And it's because of you. And that's... Us. that's uh, we, 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 crossed, we crossed that bridge. We had a turning point. I said, I, listen, I love the love. I appreciate all the love. But let's talk about, let's talk about the team and let's talk about the, the artist team, you know, looking at, looking at that as a team as well. I mean, it's just so massive. Uh, yeah. let, let's, I want to start that appropriate deflection process right here, right now. But man, <laughs> I, I will tell you going to Times Square, or I, mean, I can't name everybody, right? There were a lot of artists, obviously, in the, in the running clips, but one that comes to mind, right? Seeing Peter Moerbacher's Angel up there, seeing Justin Maller's Lion up there. This is iconic. Iconic. That's a great word. That's, it. that's what it felt like. Standing yeah. under that billboard, you know, with pitch black and the dark background where that figure pops, it just pops off that billboard. Uh, that's, that's cool. I had another, another moment with the trucks. There were the trucks rolling around the city. So those oh, trucks were, sweet. they were cruising and sometimes they would line up together. And the coolest thing was when they stopped and they lined up together, they played the music. They played the trailer oh. music and it was, wow. booming. it was booming. And so when, People were, uh, so in Union Square, the projector ended up having to move. They got in trouble for some, for some reason. So the projector had to go shoot another wall, but the truck stayed lined up. And imagine that music booming and people are having dinner across the street. Yeah. People are, and, and people are, people are walking down. by and they're looking at the trucks. And <clears throat> I remember there was a group that pulled up and they're gasping, taking their phones out, you know, shooting it and everything. And I remember there was a lady that was standing next to me. And uh, MBSJQ's Astro popped up, you know, like kind of like plowing, plowing through the, the, the smoke. And uh, you just hear, <gasps> you, heard this, you heard this audible gasp. That was a cool moment. I, I sent him a message about that. I thought that was a special moment too. That's awesome. A lot of moments, a lot of moments. Yeah. And then oh, we, we had the controversy in Times Square. Yeah. So what happened with, I saw, couldn't put Fuck Render's name, obviously that, that makes sense, but mm -hmm. Euphoria's art, I didn't think that that was uh, too controversial to show. I mean, there's no anatomy on there. Bunch and of too. Bunch of prudes out there. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Big time prudes. Big time. Big time. And, and Jason Abay, like, that was yeah. actually the most surprising one to me, you know? And I said, I'm Which picture was I don't think I saw Jason's. Oh, well, well, geez, Tyler, you have a trailer to watch, my friend. 
Well, I did see the trailer. There's so much. <laughs> I know there's a lot. There's so much. Going. I know. I know. It's it, it's cleavage is, is what it was. Um, Come on. But I'm walking. But I'm walking around Times Square, and you have swimmer swimwear models, and you know every everything else that's way more revealing than than that artwork. And someone made a decision, you know, threatened to pull everything, and we 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 scrambled. And I, I joked the first rule of artifacts: if we can't put your art on a Times Square billboard, we will put your social handle 37 separate times on a screen. <laughs> and we'll, and we'll run it that way. And we'll run it that way. Yep. I was going to ask, were they like, were you like specifically directed like these, these, and these cannot be up? Yes. Yeah. And it was, and, and at first, um, at first there was a lot of pushback from our end, you know, I have to, you, I you know me, you know, I'm like, <laughs> no, uh, no, like, no, this we, is art. The, like, the, 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 we, we are rolling with everybody. And that was, that was how the conversation started. And I thought that was actually going to end in a good place. And then all of them pushed back together. And that was the moment where it was like, all right, we're going to lose this whole thing or pivot. And so I, I reached out to everybody told, you know, told them what was going on and, 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 and we did what we needed to do to retain the experience. But man, I'll tell you, if it was one, if it was one thing, maybe even if it was two things, just forget it, just take it down then, you know, we'll, we'll roll with everybody. But once it became the entire thing, the entire show, then um, we did what we needed to do. So that last day in New York was a, a huge, the last day before it happened, totally unexpected in, in the nature of what we were handling uh, at the absolute last minute. Now that was just Times Square where they wouldn't allow it, right? It was still on the trucks and it was still on Union Square. Yes, exactly. So every yeah. every artist, regardless, was on all three trucks, the Brooklyn Bridge, and Union Square. The Brooklyn Bridge was sweet. That was such a good idea. That was his favorite. Too. That, yeah, because it's just like it's still. It almost felt like it was underground. It almost had like an underground feel. Like you got to know where to find it. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the coolest, the coolest aspect of it. It's so well executed, man. Even for like the last minute changes and in, 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 in stuff you probably had to deal with. Jason, I'm looking at Jason's piece right now, and that's ridiculous. Isn't it? Isn't <laughs> it? I mean, well, first of all, it's a ridiculous piece of artwork. So shout out Jason Abair. <laughs> that, 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 awesome. was, that was a cool one. That was a that was a cool reveal um, uh, for me to see that. I was like, wow, you really, really knocked this out of the park. And this is an incredible, incredible piece of art. And also that Jason Abair was on Origin Stories talking about, you know, the, the female figure and leading with the female figure and then mm -hmm. to see that come through as that representation it just it was extra special to me seeing that based on the origin story conversation that we had had before that it 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 clicked it connected it, it felt amazing and right and uh and yeah so i don't know what uh what those people were thinking in new york so like that day uh what was it was it wednesday um where you did your first diary your second diary yeah. in the morning yeah um how was that day? Because it, I'm assuming you were putting stuff in place, but um, kind of a culmination. Wow. A culmination. A culmination. So to get to the end of the day, right? Like I'm assuming it happened fast, but what did that day look like for you? To get to the, uh, it flew. It yeah. flew. I, I didn't really have time. I wanted... So I decided I would start talking more and more and more, bring those diaries forward. You know, now we can start talking about specific, all these specific aspects of the project for just breaking news constantly. Um, and so that was the moment to stand there in Times Square, you know, and, and say the piece. But then the rest of the day is just constant go, 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 go. Just non nonstop. Um, you know, it's, it's interacting. It's a lot of people want to know things and it's, 
we're releasing what we have to release and what we, what we want to release. Yes, we've been mysterious at times. I know probably frustrating at times. I get it. But now, but now all the wrapping paper's off and now we're here talking about it and that feels good and that feels right. And so uh, we talked about the original artwork. We talked about the concept. We talked about the editions, what we can expect there, right? 67 editions going to <clears throat> the primary market. Each edition, the metaverse roadmap with that, we're paying a lot of attention to that where we want the project to go. It's one, one of the aspects of, of history and permanence that, that we are exploring strongly and we'll continue to walk that path forward. Uh, and then the rare rooms we talked about as well. So every collector mm -hmm. of an artifacts has a custom room coming to them. That custom room has a display for their artifacts and has a display for other artworks of theirs and has a display for other 3D artworks of theirs. So uh, we, we love the room. We love the room we lo and we love rare rooms. They must be pumped, right? Like the rare room, rare room guys. Like good partnership. Like yeah, we're we're pumped together. We're pumped together. It was the right fit. It was it just was the right fit. It felt right. It allows it allows a lot of things. It allows. It's just a nice way to look at the art, mm -hmm. apart from the NFT. You know, the three the three D NFT is tricky, because you display when you purchase an NFT, you display a 3D NFT, usually in a 2D format. You get a little rotation going on. You show people, hey, here's what it is, but it's hard to totally appreciate. Now, all of a sudden you get a custom rare room. You can, you can one, you can look at it there or two, you can interact with it there. And that's where it gets cool, where you get to step in the room, you get to walk around, you get, you know, yeah. It takes on a whole different vibe there. And then you walk that forward, of course, to the metaverses in the future as they're enabled for. That's that's fun. That's fun. And then we're talking AR after that, VR. You hop in your rare room with goggles on and you can really walk around. We're 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 we are exploring every I mean, these these artifacts are powerful. The possibilities are endless, and we have all of these things at the front of our mind, not the back of our minds, at the front of our minds. It's a, it's a, it's a roadmap. And we talked the, the three value propositions, right? Art, let's lead with that one because period, end of story, it is a value proposition. It has always been valuable. If you are an appreciator of art, you should get digital art is art, art first, let's go. Then you have the utility and access. Exploring all three of those value propositions within one project is, is really, really exciting. Yeah, in the, at its heart, in its core, is the art, and I, I, I think it's in good hands with you because that'll never be forgotten, and and, and that'll always be our base layer, and that's like the base layer of what this initiative is. And yeah, I, I was fanboying watching uh, and just tracking that day. I don't think I got anything done. Um, <laughs> it was hard. it was fun on, on my side too. I feel the same way because yeah. there were there were hours of just. I'd made the commitment to try to get back to everybody on social media and it got away from me. I'm sitting, I can there, imagine. I'm sitting there real time and it was getting away from me. <laughs> I saw you, I saw you put, put something out there. It was just like, I will respond to all of you. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> real, real time. That was incredible. Who is uh, Dr. Helen Papagiannis? A AR dynamo. An so AR I, just, I got that follow over the weekend and I was dynamo. How is she involved in this project? So, okay. So, so Hel Dr. Helen is, uh, I could just call her Dr. Helen. I, I know. I love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I took a stab right. at the last name. Yeah. I don't know a if that was right or not. AR stories is at AR stories. Now she is one of our five logo contest winners. Okay. So, uh, right. So 
Now, what, so there were five logo contest winners that we took to New York with the trailer and it yep. was part of it. It's like, you're, you're not only going to win the, the four ETH per person to reimagine the logo and color, br bring color to our worlds. And that's part of our initiative. I said earlier, there is a constraint to this project. The project, in my opinion, should not go on forever. Can't go on forever. It's unrealistic. A hundred artists, right? That means people are left out. Period. End of story. We want this to be an inclusive project. We will find ways to include other artists constantly who want to be included. That was our first volley into that. Five winners of artists who are not in the project at, at this point in time. And they had a chance. Everyone had a chance to pitch a concept. We had fun on Clubhouse. Talk, talking about the concepts. We didn't require any free artwork to be created. That was very important to us because we don't want you to spend hours and hours and hours on something and have no reward at the end. Pitch us, just pitch us. Maybe show us some of your past work that, that relates to the concept you have in mind. And then we jammed and jammed and jammed. That was one of the hardest decision, decisions that have been made in this entire project. We, we <laughs> yeah. voted somewhat democratically as the internal team. Uh, and then bam, there, there were the five winners and Dr. Helen was one of them. Absolute AR dynamo. Uh, Hers is the one flipping around in real right. space. Yeah, yeah, I that's saw right. that. Okay, yeah. and that is an AR file. There, there is there is an AR file there that's usable. You can at home, you know, snap look at it, it in your right, right. Put your put you know put your block that 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 hunk of an artifacts logo up up on your ceiling, up on your wall, up in your backyard. It's it's a pretty sweet thing. Where can people download that? We have to do a better job of getting that out there. So we have we have all that the picture packs that was actually up in New York City. You could walk up to a truck. And you could snap QR a picture. Code. You could snap a picture of the QR code and use the the Adobe app to pop it up anywhere. Um, that was a, a pretty special thing. So we're actually pulling some clearer pictures of that out of the New York madness, and we'll make sure that gets shared out in a better way. But uh, it's available. I believe it's also in the rare room, the custom rare room that we set up. If it's not, we'll get it there. If it's not, we'll yeah. get it there. We want that. I see there. it on Snapchat. Yeah, we, we want to be able to get that out there. there. Yeah. So let's dive into the um, the self-portraits for a minute. So I, I'm just looking at Fred's right now. And um, like Jason, it seems he went a bit of the feminine route as well on this one too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, any insight into that or why that was or what the feeling was behind that? We'll have time. To, we'll have time. I want to I wanna leave much much of that to the artist. Fantastic. Much, much of that to the artist. I believe, I mean, that should be... That should be his story. I told the Jason story because he specifically referred to it on his origin stories. And, gotcha. that's just, yeah. and that's just me saying my point of view as to, wow, it's amazing that you said that on origin stories. And then you put forth a female figure in the way that you did. That's an incredible connection to me. That meant something to me. Everyone, like, I want everyone to be able to say their own piece yep. on, on why they went the route they went. And with that being said, I could be completely wrong as well. That's my interpretation of viewing it. It seems like a feminine form, but... Um, I can't wait to hear from Fred and find out exactly what his thoughts are on, on creating that self-portrait. Dude, I'm not going to lie. When I saw his name up there, who the hell is Frederick? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, what a, what a world, what a world. Yeah, oh, that looks like Fuckrunner's work. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, oh, okay. <laughs> the Artifacts Project is ripping off Fuckrunner. <laughs> yeah. A couple uh, of other ones that caught my eye. I love too much lags. It just, it screams yeah. like his whole fantasy vibe, but with himself in there, he actually put himself in it yes. this time. Yes. And it looks just like Stefan. Yes. The nice sword. Yes. <laughs> floating in, in, in absolute glory and floating on Times Square, right? Floating on Times exactly. Square. Exactly. Yeah. That was cool. 
Dude, I think one of the coolest parts was the the Twitter reveals that you had. I thought that was awesome how you structured that to where it was just one after another after another. And everyone was like, there are the two. There are the two. <laughs> like, what? What? <laughs> that was fun. That was a lot of fun. That I think day. that was brilliant. I think that was a perfect way to go about it. Kind we of originally, we were, we were toying with the idea of doing a couple of day. And then we just decided with New York happening the way it was going to happen. We decided to take a day, start in the morning and then roll it hour after hour after hour. And, and yeah, it's another one. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy we went that route and I'm very happy with the results of going that route because it is, it is a family. They belong on that day. They belong yeah. in that day to get together. That was a special and that that's what it is. That's the whole theme of that wave of the project is that it's that yeah. vibe and the fact that they're all they are all together doing this thing they've been doing this thing for a way i mean this project was just started they've been doing this thing for a long time all the respect in the world but just giving them another they've had many moments giving them another moment all together on one day fun straight up fun yeah i think fun is a good way to kind of encapsulate it too like this is going to be fun throughout um I guess what, what's next steps for you? Like what's next in your mind? Like, uh, I'm sure you got a checklist and it's probably like never ending, but uh, yeah. Execution, ooh. execution. This is a big responsibility. It's a big responsibility. Yeah. And there are no, there are no, there are no guarantees in life. There are no guarantees in this space. It's a big responsibility. It's a lot of people, a lot of people showed a lot of faith in, in the concept, in the project. And we have a team and everyone's jamming. Everyone's jamming. And, uh, and the artists are jamming too and, and execute day, day over day over day. So it's bringing all those pieces together. You know, we have, so artifacts.art is the website. We'll see that brought to life step-by-step-by-step. By step by step. People will be able to purchase editions directly from the website. We are integrating to OpenSea, right? We are using OpenSea as a backend. You do not need to go to OpenSea. You could do everything through the site. Um, but for those who are savvier and, and those who are aware of OpenSea and, and how to transact, you, you don't have to interact with the site. So you kind of have two, two options to interact with. Um, but that is, the, that is the overall structure. We have a clean front end UX. I, we put a lot of work into that. Shout yeah. out to Studio 123, Full Design Studio that, that we brought on. Not speaking of project partners and, and the team, uh, big shout outs and, and big love there. We, we put a lot of love in there. We believe this UX is really tight. It is really tight and it's really going to shine. Um, let's, let's, let's get to showtime. Yep. Yeah. And another part of it too, it's kind of like we talked to, and obviously you too, like the sense of um, like collaboration for these teams, like with your, like with your group that's executing, like it, that rings true for everyone and, and everyone has their own little click. Like I just think of like Mike slime with, with playboy and them talking about how their collaboration came to be mm-hmm. and how they're learning and how they're adapting and how quickly it turns around. Mm-hmm. And you're always on your toes and you're, you're always looking around the corner and you need people supporting you. And that just kind of rings true for everyone, whoever's taking on an initiative. I think that's kind of the sneaky, uh, most valuable thing that'll come out of it is like that sense of community and people that want to help pull the rope. And this is just another example of it. And this is going to be kind of a nice front facing way to see it. So, you know what, you know, what's funny, Dirk, Dirk just posted, uh, and I retweeted this, that's Dirk, Dirk at work. He posted, yeah, people might think, wow, great climax for the artifacts project. No, just the warm up, folks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they're, really close. they're in the bullpen right now. And <laughs> And that, that's our mindset. That's our mindset. New York may have seen like, oh, okay, you know, grand flash or whatever. It's, this is the story. This is the, this is the biggest story that I have ever tried to tell. 
it's the most important story that I am now trying to tell. And it's a collaborative effort and we're just getting started. We are just getting started. This is not even the first inning. This is yeah. the, this is the, we've lined up for the national anthem <laughs> and uh, you know, some, some, some pump up music is, is playing on the, the outfield, you know, the outfield bright lights <laughs> board. But that first pitch of this, now I'm going all in on the baseball analogy, that first pitch has not been thrown. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's everyone's in the bullpen. Yeah. We're running on baseball analogies right now after talking to, to Micah yesterday. So nice. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we have, we have the structure set for the beginning stages of the project. And as I mentioned earlier, we're not going to, we're not going to rush things. We're not going to overwhelm the, the the market at large and all and all the people who make it up. We're, that's not the plan, you know. Well, let's let this thing breathe. Let's tell this story right. Let's right. Every release is an event. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's like here's the next artist out of the hundred. Like mm-hmm. here it comes, and we're going to talk about it that entire week or whatever. We're going to talk know, about the, tell the story. Week. Right. Exactly. Talk about the artists. Yeah. And, and tell those stories, you know, the fun thing, let's just look at the, I mean, the first wave is so pressing. You know, we now have a lot more spoilers in the teaser, right? I think it's pretty clear yep. who else is coming, but we did focus in terms of the official announcements, we focused on the first 10. And so just because they are first up staying, staying with that theme. So many of those artists have been on origin stories and now being able to really dig in there and highlight aspects of their stories, aspects, asking the questions that you guys asked about the art talking about the specific original artworks, giving some insight into that, that's going to be fun too. It's another fun aspect. Why was the artwork chosen? And and just keeping on now digging into those details. I'm happy we were able to talk more about those details here together today. Uh, And we'll just keep beating that details drum. Now the, the, the wrapping paper is off. All the frustration can now go all those questions, right? (laughs) Now, now we, we are leading with it. We are answering answering the bell there and just keep getting into the weeds and, and just going conversation by conversation by conversation. Yeah. Now that the wrapping paper is off, now people can start asking the more pointed questions. Exactly. Diving in and picking it apart and trying to figure out like, Oh, what are the next steps of this or what are the next themes that are coming out and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I think it'll keep the intrigue alive for the entire length of this project. Right. I mean, they don't need to know everything that's going to be happening. We don't need to know everything that's happening because it's fun to be surprised. Right. I mean, yeah. it's great to know the first 10 that are coming out, the family. Um, there's probably no hard dates on the first release yet. Right. Week of 17th. Week of oh, 17th. really? Yeah. Wow. There yeah. we go. Here we that's go. fast. That's coming. It's that's like coming. in a week and a half. Yeah. 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 But the best part is you're taking your time to where it's like, it's the opposite of what's been going on. It's like, okay, you can look at uh, a drop that's going to be available for, you know, five minutes on an open edition or an hour for, you know, silent auction, 24s for an auction, whatever it might be. There's no, there's no cap to, you know, how long we could talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's driven by us and and you and and your group. And I think that's the most important thing, especially with this space, because there's so much behind it that, that needs to be known. And, this is exactly the vessel that that's going to do it. So, and, and there's, there's a fine line in this project. I, I, I've personally, we could talk about, we could talk about markets. We could talk about scarcity all day long, right? The, the, the line within this project 
is what's the best way to represent an artist. Mm. And there are two aspects to that. On one side of it, yeah, you, we think about scarcity and and not flooding and, and all those things. On the other side of it, you want some people to have access to what we believe is, is a historical project of an artist. So you want more than one people to be able to possess something that represents the history of that artist. But it's important for people to know this. It's like, we're representing 100 artists and there's no backsees. There's no double back. There's no like, we're gonna release V2 of now 250 editions of the red shaded, you know, this. Right. Right? No, it's important to people know. We're, we're walking that line where we believe, okay, so you have the original artwork that is a one of one, and then you have the artifacts, 67 of which go to primary market. And you know that there's 100 total, 67 go to the primary market, bank on it, no backsies. Yeah. That, that's the line we're walking. We, we, we do want a number of collectors to be able to possess the artifacts. And we do want someone who obviously is very interested in the original artwork to be, to be able to, to win that original artwork as well. That, that's what we want. That's, that's the line that we are walking. That was the decision that we made as to how to make history and both allow people to have something while not having too much of that going on. I can't wait to collect all the ones of my favorite artists and have, you know, 20 to 30 different artifacts in my rare Amazing. room. This is exactly what this is exactly what is needed. I think this is now this is a necessity. This is like this space needed something like this. And I'm truly stoked for you to be delivering it and your team. So it, it plants and puts those artists on a certain generational pedestal that all of their art before this is concrete now. Of like this is an artist that is part of this overall larger project. And I think it it boost up all their previous work as well mm -hmm. it's like these artists matter to this group of people this community whoever's built this entire project right which is a lot of people like we mm -hmm. said and we all agree that these people are worth it they have a story to tell and they're valuable to us mm -hmm. and i i think that's um, a story that can't be told enough and we can't wait to see where it all goes Man, I agree. I can't wait to see where it all goes to. We have, <laughs> we have we have so many concrete plans, but as we just talked about, things happen the way they happen. New York yep. City happened the way it happened. It exceeded expectations. We just keep putting best foot forward, and if you know wherever it falls, it falls. But just keep putting best foot forward. And you you guys mentioned something. You know, the space needing something like this. I mean, that's the the nicest words that you could have ever said because what you guys are doing, even you guys putting your voices out there. Why'd you do that? Probably because you felt like there was a space for it. Probably because you felt like you had something to say. And that's what I've been saying for a bit now. And so when this idea was hatched, why was it hatched? Felt like a story needed to be told. Why was it walked forward in this manner? Because I felt like there were some things that needed to be done this way. And that's a, it's a personal mission that then becomes a team mission that then becomes in some ways an artist mission as well. That's a special, it's a special thing. It's a, I, do, I do not take that lightly. I do not take that lightly. And uh, I am here. This is the opposite of a cash grab. It's literally the opposite of a cash grab. Yeah. And this is a legacy piece. This is what it, this is what it is. It's a leg. It's a legacy on behalf of a hundred legacies, on behalf of an entire space worth of legacies, on behalf of pushing that entire space worth of legacies out into the broader whatever world right. universe. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's fun. I think the most important thing too is that 
so many people trust you and I'm, I'm assuming the trickle down to your team, you're going to have instances like where you're going to have to, you know, make a last minute decision on, you know, uh, like, like taking down the people that, that were um, supposed to be up. But like, as long as people have that trust in you and, and know where those decisions are coming from, even as simply as asking the right people, the right questions, right? Like um, I think everyone feels this project's in safe hands and probably wouldn't want anyone else doing it. So. Perfect, bro. This is great. This is like, I, like I said, exactly what the space needed. So thank you. Thank your group for, for delivering and with such a bang to start. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. I'm glad we could, I'm glad we could be here. I'm glad we could jam. I'm glad you guys could ask questions. I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? I want to have these conversations and we two bozo collectors. I mean, we'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, By the way, community, community coming discord is ready. Let's go. All right. Well, we've already signed up. It's it's go time guys. Yep. It is now go time. Uh, So that's, that's coming too. And that's, that's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, more, more fun on the way more, in, more just, in, just engagement. Like, let's just have a good time. Let's just have a good time. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot, you know, recently uh, I'll, we can close on this, but recently in this space, there's been a lot of, I don't know, call it confusion. Mm. I, f- I feel, I feel personally, it's a lot of confusion. Like what's real, what's not, what's going on over here. What's going on over there. It just feels a little like it's loud. Maybe that's a better way to put it. It's just yeah. a little bit loud. And um, it's exciting to be able to to tell a clear story. Just exactly. I mean, set, I think that's the in. point of this is like there is a velocity to it, but at the same time, it slows us down to take a look deeper at the story that's happening every week. Oh. And that's that's what it's all about. It's it's combining the velocity and speed of this space with stretching that out to really understand what we're looking at here and not just like, Oh, me bits are here and they're gone. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's, that's what I enjoy about the space is the storytelling, the context. Um, you know, that's, that's what matters to me. I, I, the other things are cool. If you like collectibles and stuff like that, but I mean, there's not a whole lot of story to be told, or at least I have not heard the story. No one has told that story to me. So um, thanks for telling your story. Absolutely. And, th- and thank you for being a part of it. You guys are a part of it too. You're, you're, you're trapped now. You can't go anywhere. <laughs> I'm nice. planning on it. Yeah. Nice. All right. You can, uh, yeah. Lock us in the closet. That's actually it's probably fine. <laughs> probably get better sound out of the closet. To be honest. <laughs> thank you guys. Glad we were able to do this. Glad we we're able to, to, to break out some of those details here and, and now we can keep keep plowing down that path. Let's do, let's do this again quite soon. We'll have more opportunities along the road. And I can't wait to, uh, even though there's a lot of clarity here and that's what it's all about. There's going to be a few surprises too along the way. Yeah. I don't, and I don't know if it's like relief for you, but I can hear it in your voice. There's a, there's a pre pre New York and a post New York RD. So uh, I think, I think people will, will your voice will echo and people will notice and, you know, it's true and genuine. And that's, I think that's all you can try to deliver. So keep Love doing it. anything, man. Let's go. And it's Fire mods, invites. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen, I'll talk to you very soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, Raj. Yep. Congrats, Thanks. dude. Damn, that's nifty.